Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, yesterday, Dr. Peter Boylan, a former master of the hospital, was on this program expressing his concerns with the deal. Uh, previous day, uh, it was uh, Social Democrats TD Holly Cairns. But Dr. Boylan made a couple of points with regard to the deal to hand, about uh, which he was quite concerned. Uh, one being, he said that the state will spend a billion euro on a new hospital and then hand it over to be run by a private company. That's how he sees it. He also raised a point that, look, there's a lot of paperwork we haven't seen. That the Vatican, because of the ownership of the land, the Vatican had to approve its handing over or its lease. The Vatican had to approve that lease. We haven't seen that paperwork. And he was wondering, well, why, why shouldn't we see that paperwork? And that's why one of the reasons Dr. Boylan was against this plan. We were contacted then by uh, Deputy Colin Bork, um, and I know that we are hoping to speak with Dr. Rona Mahoney, who takes the other side of the argument. But uh, Deputy Bork wanted to make a few points. Colin, you favour this deal, um, but is that up against the arguments made by Dr. Boylan? Good morning. Good morning. First of all, I think it's important that we clarify the nuns have gone completely out of the equation here. They, the reason they wrote to the Vatican because when any religious order is transferring more than 3.5 million, they have to get consent from the Vatican. So the nuns um, got that consent, and that's a, just a formal letter hereby consenting where they were transferring the land to a new company, which is the St. Vincent's Hospital Group. So the nuns have totally divested themselves of the land. It's now in St. Vincent's Hospital Group. And then in relation to the state involvement, the state is getting, the HSE are taking a 299-year lease from the St. Vincent's Hospital Group. So, you know, this is a big argument about is a lease as good as ownership? And I'm, you know, been involved in conveyancing for over 25 years. And anyone who's buying a property with a 299-year lease, that is good title to the property. And, you know, Simon McGarr was on yesterday in the Health Committee and he acknowledged that he was not a property law expert, yet his opinion is being widely quoted in uh, in the media and in social media. And I think it's important to quote in the, in the actual lease itself. It sets out, and it's clause 6-1 of the lease. Uh, the landlord hereby covenants with the tenant, and the tenant in this case is the HSE or the lessee, they, that so long as the tenant pays the rents and observes and performs covenants and the conditions of the lease, the tenant may hold and enjoy the premises and the rights hereby granted um, peacefully mm-hmm. during the term without any unlawful interruption by the landlord 
or any person lawfully claiming under or in trust for the landlord. So in other words, the HSE are taking a lease, 299-year lease. They have the owners. They have the ownership of the property for 299 years. They have the ownership of the building. Mm -hmm. The HSE then are granting a license to the new NMH board. Okay? So in other words... It's a private company. It's a private company, but it's no, no. But they're only granting a license for them to provide the services. Mm. And but it's not re- going to be a state hospital, then, Colm, is it? No, it is a state hospital because of the fact that it, this is a voluntary hospital. And remember, now the NMH, the National Maternity Hospital, are surrendering their property that they currently have to the state. So, in other words, they're moving in under license from the HSE. So the HSE will own the property for 299 years at a rent of 10 euros per annum. So that's the rent that they're paying. So now you look at the well, other... No, no. What, about another, what about something we've heard with regard to that 10 euro? Yes. That 10 euro is conditional on a certain set of terms and conditions not being breached. Should they be breached? It jumps up to 800,000. Oh yeah, but, but let's look at what the covenants that we're talking about there. So that the the, when the sentence and hospital group are demising the property, in other words, this, the word demise is used when you're doing leasehold title as opposed to transfer. The tenant, like under the six covenants in there, in other words, that as long as this premises is used for the provision of public health care facilities, that the lease is not assigned without the consent of the landlord, that there is no change in the permitted use without the consent of the landlord. In other words, the primary use of this is public health care. And that's basically what the covenant is about. And the the rents, this thing is being floated like that the rent suddenly jumps for by eight hundred thousand. But it'll only jump to eight hundred thousand if in the event of the HSE suddenly deciding we're going to you put this into apartments or put it into a shopping centre. This is about um and basically, uh, subparagraph D provides the premises is actively used is actively used throughout the premises for the purpose of public health services, mm. safe for any reasonable period of non-use due to repair, reinstatement, or other bona fide reason. And obviously, you see, why do people not trust that deputy? Well, you see, I think you know it's interesting when Simon McGar was in yesterday in the health committee, he acknowledged that he wasn't a property expert. We've had Mason Hazen Curran, who are acting for um, Mason Hazen Curran, Philip Lee, and co solicitors, who are um, dealing with uh, conveyancing law and experts in this whole area, are the people who are advising the HSE and the DMH, NMH, um, mm-hmm. uh, the National Maternity Hospital. They have the expertise. They're protecting, making sure that the state's interest is protected. And the lease is a 299-year lease. Even the premises you occupy there in 96, um, I would imagine, is held under a lease as well. And the current National Maternity Hospital is held under a lease from the Pembroke Mm -hmm. Estate. So leasehold title, and you go around Cork City, and a a huge proportion, in fact, both 60 to 70% of property in Cork City is held under leasehold title. And it is is complex. But, But here's something that came up in my conversation with Dr. Boylan, and he made the same points elsewhere. As regard to, and just bear with me for a moment on this now, as regard to the paperwork regarding the transfer where the Vatican was involved, Dr. Boylan's point is, it doesn't matter whether it's a one-page letter or a hundred pages of documents. 
we haven't seen that paperwork. But that's because... Hold on, Colin. Yeah. We don't have eyes on that paperwork. That That's a fact, is it not? not yes, yes or no? Yes or no? Yes, we don't have eyes on it. But the state was not... Does it, no, no, we don't ha- no, we don't have eyes on that paperwork. Yes or no? We don't. No. Okay, good. So, next question. You're a, you're a solicitor, and like you said, you've done a lot of conveyancing. So, I'm buying a piece of land, Colin. Okay? And you're my solicitor. And your job, I'm sure you'd agree with me, is to make sure that all of the paperwork regarding that land, be it from the vendor, from me, from everybody else, that's all in order. And I sign nothing without you telling me, yeah, PJ, that's okay. There's a drawer full of paperwork dealing with the previous holders of the land that we've not had eyes on. Are you telling me you tell me sign that lease? You tell me walk no, away, no, Colm. Okay, you tell no, me walk away. No, let me reply to that, PJ. First of all, the Eastern Racial Vatican was between the nuns, St. Vincent's uh, sisters, who transferred the land to the um, St. Vincent's yes. Hospital Group. St. Vincent's Hospital Group have good title. They are not restricted other than that it is used for medical mm-hmm. uh, reasons, right? We haven't seen the okay, paperwork. Okay, but just let me explain, um, Peter, on this. We are not party to that deed of uh, conveyance or that deed of conveyance between the St. Vincent sisters to the um, to the St. Vincent's Hospital Group. There is nothing in this lease. There is nothing in this lease. And remember, we're talking about uh, two legal firms who are acting in this case. There is one for the HSE, the other one is for National Maternity Hospital, who are satisfied that the lease is providing um, safe and secure entitlement to the use of this property for full comprehensive maternity services uh, in, that are that is authorised mm. under the legislation in this country. And yet we and haven't is, had seen, we haven't had sight of a whole bunch of paperwork. But there's nothing There's nothing in that. How do we that, know that we haven't seen it? But because of the fact that if, if there was a restriction in that conveyance from the St. Vincent's um, sisters to the um, to the holding company, then that would have to have been disclosed there is no restriction in the lease being given to the HSE. Would you let me buy a property? If you yes, were my solicitor, would, would you let me buy a property with paperwork I hadn't seen? Yes, if, I, if it was a situation that there was full disclosure to me that there is no restrictions of any description. And remember, we're getting a 299-year lease. You're taking it in trust, though. You haven't seen the paper. paper no, 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 we're not taking it in trust. We're, we're actually getting a lease which is equivalent to buying the freehold interest. And let's go down through the compulsory purchase order issue because Stephen Dodd, senior counsel, has been quoted that the state, you know, should go in and do a compulsory purchase order. And then if you go through his opinion, and I've gone through his opinion, which is 66 pages long, and in page 62 of his opinion, he clearly sets out that if we were to proceed by way of compulsory purchase order, and I, he puts out, and I, I quote what he says, however, significant issues. He's setting out that we'd have to go through a compulsory purchase under the Health Act of 1947. However, he then goes on and he says, however, significant issues relate to whether the procedure under the Health Act 1947 is constitutional in affording sufficient independence in the process for confirming a compulsory purchase order. So he is 
the person being quoted that we should go by way of compulsive first order, yet his mm. opinion is clearly setting out that the state may not succeed. Yeah. And in fact, if you look at that case in relation to the IDA, where the IDA tried to, there was a, an effort by the state to acquire land, I think, in, in there's a Wigtor Kildare, um, and the thing was take to the court, and in fact, the court sided in favour of the landowner. Likewise, St. Vincent's Hospital Group could easily say, we want to do further expansion of our existing services. Yeah. We're not prepared to provide this land. And in other words, as well, that even if you go down the issue that a compulsory purchase order is placed, then we'd have to pay market value for the property. Instead, we are getting the lease of the property for 299 years at 10 euros okay. a year without having with, to pay. With, 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 and let's say, with terms and conditions that apply. Just on the clinical side of it, and well, we have... terms and conditions, Peter, is important to relate, is that the terms and conditions only relate to... only relate to... Um, that it must be used for medical purposes. They're mm-hmm. the only terms and conditions. Mm-hmm. But what's to say that a medical purpose won't be agreeable? But, but, but Peter, that's covered by the license. For, for example, just call them here. Someone's on the phone here and said a perfectly healthy woman carrying a perfectly healthy fetus wants a clinical abortion as provided by law. Will that be allowed? Can you give a 100% yes, guarantee that will be allowed? Absolutely. Remember, there's all of the clinicians, all of the clinicians in the National Maternity Hospital, 52 of them, are fully in support of this move. Over 400 doctors across the country have signed a petition. These are all the people who are working frontline in relation to maternity services, have come out and fully support this proposal. And the all of the services that are provided under Irish law are currently being provided in the National Maternity Hospital mm-hmm. and that will continue when the transfer occurs. And I think it's important to realise, remember, it's the HSE holds the lease, not DNMH, um, yeah. the new organisation. And the other thing as well, I think it's important to outline that the Articles of Association of DNMH, DAC, which is the new um, company being set up, under Article 4, the memorandum makes it clear that all other subsidiary and ancillary objects are incidental and ancillary to the attainment of the principal object and therefore must be carried out without... That, that's heavy law now without, for listeners. No, no, but, but hold on a second, no, but without religious ethos. So in other words, all of what the work that they do uh, as, a, as a group within the hospital must be carried out mm. without religious ethos. Like, and that's set out quite clearly in the memorandum. I, I don't wish to raise a name, but, but I saw it come up in, in, in discussion. Could another Savita Halapanavar tragedy happen in this new hospital? Could it happen? No, because I think the if you look at the, the record of the National Maternity Hospital over the years, there's been a voluntary hospital, they've been to the forefront in, 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 in assisting and progressing the care for women for in all areas of maternity care and they have been to the forefront in relation to research right. and everything else and they have been given the lead in this area. But, and this but, but, is a but a former hospital. master, Dr. Boylan, says he spent 40 years fighting the church and he would fear for the future. But, you know, I suppose it, it has occurred that the church has 
intervened in the past and we've seen this where it has intervened in relation to legislation down through the years uh, and it had substantial powers even in local parishes had substantial yes. powers that has totally changed and remember the legislation has also changed in relation to terminations where in yeah. fact that is being provided would, would, would you be process. confident Colm, Colm if you had a daughter would you be confident that she could receive any treatment she wanted in this hospital, any treatment. Absolutely, because I think they've been to the forefront. I think, as well, I think the it's important that, remember we're talking about 52 medical consultants who are to the forefront in providing uh, care, uh, have a huge um, experience and expertise, and they want to continue on with that work without any mm-hmm. restriction. And remember as well, you know, medicine is changing all the time. A procedure that was uh, relevant, uh, that's relevant today, may not be relevant tomorrow, that there are other procedures coming in and new procedures. And it's important that we give that freedom to the consultants to make sure that they can like, provide the uh, most up-to-date uh, medical care. Is there people. ever going to be a circumstance <clears throat> whereby we would have to or the hospital, is there ever, ever an op- a, a chance the hospital would have to get approval for something to be done? Religious approval for something. No, because the, the, as I said to you, the license is going to be from the HSE. The HSE is a state organisation and it is obliged to implement the term of medical care in accordance with the legislation that's mm-hmm. in this country. Therefore, there is no way that the hospital can be restricted. But the HSE won't be running the hospital. No, the St. Vincent Hospital they, Group will. But the, the group are answerable to the HSE because that's who's granting the license and that's who holds the lease and that who, who owns the actual So property. the HSE has the power to turn around and say to the St. Vincent Hospital Group, and correct me if I'm wrong here, this is what you tell me, what I understand. I don't care. We don't care whether you like this or not, uh, whether it goes with ethos or not. We approve it. You do it. Absolutely, because this is what. And in fairness to the to the to the National Journey Hospital, they've been away ahead of a, a lot of the HSE facilities in relation to the care okay. that's being provided and making sure that the the appropriate treatments are provided. And I think that's the good thing. And if you look at the three maternity hospitals in Dublin, they're three voluntary hospitals. They're uh, independent from the HSE in real terms, but they required our funding. But they've been really pushing out the boat in relation to delivering of medical care. Mm-hmm. Uh, over a long number of years. Good. And as I said, you know, remember my own family worked in the Rotunda um, and pushed through um, changes there um, w- while she was there. So, I mean, I'm just very much aware of the challenges that are there in relation to providing ma- um, maternity care, but it's important that the best quality care is there. Mm-hmm. And remember, one of the wards in, in the National Maternity Hospital at the moment has 14 beds oh, yeah. with inadequate toilets. No, I think no, no, one's ad- no one is arguing for a second that, that that this development is not needed. I'm going to wrap it there, Colm, and okay, I think we've tried, tried to clarify some few bits and pieces, and I appreciate you spending some time and taking our, 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 our questions there. That's Deputy Colm Burke. Quartz 96 FM Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.